Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher in the frozen tundras of Washington, D.C. And I'm Scott Galloway. Not in Davos, Kara. Oh, I'm well. not in Davos. I was not invited again. Oh, well. Where are you now? What worldwide I'm in, capital I'm are you in, in? I'm in the second greatest city in the world. I'm in London. What's the first greatest? Come on. I, I don't New know. York. Oh, greatest come city. On. Oh, good God. Amalgam of creativity, grit, and amazing... Food and nightlife. I don't know what else. Oh, and right. NYU. We're going to go into it. Gonna, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to get right to it. Okay, I'm glad you're Good. in London and enjoying your worldwide tour. Where are mm-hmm. you going next? Like, let's see, London, Paris, Rome. Rome is next, I guess, I suppose. No, I head home to see uh, the kids tomorrow, a 10-hour flight to Miami where I'll have more jet lag. By the way, how do you respond to jet lag? Does it put I, you in an even worse no, mood? No, I do not. I do not. I do not ascribe to jet lag. I do not accept it as part of my reality, and so I just don't really? have it. <laughs> That's how we do it. It just doesn't happen to you? It doesn't happen to me. I just, just I have just a mind over matter. <laughs> oh, God, it makes me so depressed. No, I it doesn't so at all. Down. Not me. Uh-uh. I just pretend it doesn't exist. It was perfect. It was a great. I do that with a lot of things in life, Scott. All right, before we get to some, including people on Twitter and the right wing who hate me this there week. But we'll talk about that later. Before we get to some bigger stories week, how was your showdown with Sheryl Sandberg? Talk about what, so she appeared at DLD where you were. And yeah. um, let's hear what she had to say about Facebook first. Trust is so fundamental to the work we do. And we need to earn back people's trust. And we're not going to do that with words alone, but with the actions we take. Standing before you today, I can tell you that I and everyone at Facebook understands and accepts the deep responsibility we have. We have acknowledged our mistakes. We are listening, we are learning, and we are making progress. All right, so what do you think? So... I liked her talk a lot more than the rest of the audience, and I hated her talk. Oh. Uh, I thought she was, it was really flat, very scripted, but literally the audience was angry. Really? Oh, so they just weren't oh, yeah. having it. Especially it was a European audience too, right? Yeah, like, they just, they really they just, aren't having it. They just weren't buying it. And a couple things that I thought were more interesting was she showed up with about 20 people, which I guess she probably needs security or has an entourage. She does. And everyone was literally just barking. I was in the speaker's lounge. Everyone was barking about how terrible it was and how tone deaf she is. And then she walked in, and it was literally like uh, their long-lost lover, friend, whatever. Everyone (laughs) jumped to their feet. (laughs) Cheryl! Cheryl. I'm like, oh, my God. How can these people not be in a filter bubble? And I had a couple observations. One is— I don't want to say felt bad for her, but she just seemed like, I just get the sense, you know, she's just been through a lot. And she she looked as sort of, yeah, she's had a lot. I mean, she's she's taken a lot. And I'm convinced she's just going to get the hell out of Dodge. You could tell she just seemed not happy or maybe she was just, she was just jet lagged. But it was, um, it was, it was awful. And it's pretty hard to be awful at a German conference. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of these speakers are literally like, you know, on technology, you, know, you must move digital to the center of the organization. You know, right, it's also right. yeah. just not that exciting. So what was but, the reaction to what she, she Essentially, she was on the I'm Sorry Worldwide tour that Mark has taken yeah. previously. Trust is fundamental. We're so sorry. We've acknowledged our mistakes. We are listening. We are learning. That kind of, how That's was it, it received? Boom, you're done. Everyone just sat in the audience, just totally nonplussed. The way I would describe it is, it went from flat to people were depressed to people were angry. People were openly hostile about what she said because if you had said it was a tape from 2016, no one would have known. So what? So what should she have said? We really, uh, you know, I think it's getting to the point where it's almost impossible for her to dig her way out. And 
And my viewpoint is it's time to turn the page. I think at some point, a management team loses so much credibility. People don't believe anything you said. It's time to turn the page. I don't think there's anything she can say. All right, let's, I think she's done. Let's replay what you did say. What can Mark and Cheryl do? I believe it's very straightforward. I think they can be fired. The head of Nissan was put in jail for expense impropriety. The head of J. Crew is relieved of its duties because he had a dispute with his board. We need to remove Mark Zuckerberg as the CEO, kick him up to chairman, ask Sheryl Sandberg to move on. This is not a crime against humanity. It's not misogyny. They will both be just fine. It is time to turn the page at this company and move on. So you think she's got to go after this performance? Actually, I think, so first off, I think part of the problem is everyone, we've talked about this, no board wants to be the board to fire the woman. Mm -hmm. And because they believe they can't fire Mark, she's become... Who is really um, responsible, as you know, I think. The CEO. You've said that yeah. all along. At mm -hmm. the end of the day, it's him. But he can be. This is this is the false or the false flag or the false comfort everyone's fallen into, that he mm -hmm. can't be removed. He can. It's just that the next day after the board fired him, he could remove the entire board. But the question is, and I'll ask you this, do you really think he would go full Cersei and decide to basically burn the village to save it? Do you think he'd really remove the entire board the next day if they said, look, buddy, you're now chairman. We're removing you as CEO. No, and they weren't going to do it. Would you know that board? Oh, my God. You think Teal and Andreessen's going to do anything like that? Never. Never. I'm hoping Ken Chenault. Well, Ken Chenault, there's also the other guy, Erskine Bowles, and then there's a new guy, the new guy. They're all – they'll be interesting. It will be interesting to see if they'll do anything. I don't think they will. I just don't think they will. They just – you know, we tend towards to try to get into – Co co uh, consensus, and that's what they do, and that's where people like that win, right? That's the same thing that's going on in Washington. Anyone that wants to do consensus is weaker, and everyone that stands their ground seems stronger. So I don't see them. I don't see anything happening there, my friend. I'm sorry. I, don't, I think they're going to wait. Hopefully, it'll, they're going to put their head down and hope the hurricane go, blows over them. She is, she's got to be fed up, though, because there's no way she couldn't sense in the audience. Yeah. Wow, these people have had it. These people yeah. have just had it. So yeah. it was a it was awkward. It felt flat. It felt mm -hmm. depressing. And it was, okay, th there's, I don't think there's anything she can do. You I know what she should have done? What's that? Okay. You're all pissed at me. Let me have it. And then let everybody have it. At some point, people wear themselves out. Just come on. I know. I know. What do you want? What's the worst? Tell me the worst thing. Come on. I can take it. That's what I Open it do. to questions. Actually, yeah. that's an interesting idea. That's what bring I would have done. Bring, your, bring me your best that. shot. Come on. Yeah. I'll take it. And then yeah. I'm going to, and then answer honestly, you know, and, you know, there's, the thing is that, and no matter what she says, she's going to be in trouble. She's sort of become the lightning rod for him. Um, all right. Next story. Uh, uh, there's so many. I think there's so yeah, many things uh, that were going on. The government shutdown continues. Um, it, tech and business is halted. Where do you, where do you, do you see any finishing of this? I mean, it's become, you know, it's become a constant thing on Twitter and everywhere else. And so on media the shutdown the president. Yeah. Like we just well, you're had, in D.C. What do you think? Well, I just was reading about Lara Trump saying everybody should accept the pain, you know, before the greater good. Like, you know, essentially a very rich lady telling people to suck it up. And I said it was let them eat gluten-free cake. <laughs> that was my version. <laughs> <laughs> let them eat kombucha. Yeah. Ugh, no, it's that family. What a bunch of kleptocrats, honestly, and then telling people to suck it up. Uh, I just, if I was a federal worker, I would not be pleased with that comment in any way. Like, they they can do this horrible, you know, grab for everything and every piece of money they could possibly yeah. have, but they need to shut up about it. That's my feeling. 
So what's the over under? I have a I don't I have see a anything. I was one. at a big. I, I threw a yeah. very important uh, DC party last night, and nobody seemed to. There were Republicans and Democrats there, and nobody seemed to have a clue about what was going to happen. Well, hold know. on, I threw a very important DC. I did party for last Jean night for Gene Case, Steve Case's wife, who's written, who is also a person of her own right. She runs their foundation, and uh, she has written a book called "Be Fearless." And we met. 27, eight years ago when I started covering yeah. AOL when it was a tiny company. She was head of communications and policy and uh, he, he, they had just, it was a startup and so uh, she's written this book and I, I'm going to have her on the podcast but uh, so it was great and Steve Case and I reunited again which was nice. Um, Steve Case, AOL. He's great. I have to say I like Steve Case. Don't tell him I told you that but I do. He's been very thoughtful about uh, stuff like this from very early on. His book was all about this issue about taking more responsibility and this was two or three years ago. And by the way, back Back to back to DLD. Right. So in college, we had fraternities as a means mm-hmm. of stereotyping each other, uh-huh. and it was helpful just to do shorthand. Like right. the Delta Sigs were losers, but they had the best pot. Right. You know the the Phi Caps were like kids from small towns who scored well on the SAT. The new fraternity at DLD and across these conferences mm-hmm. is everyone asks you the same question. They all say, "Oh, are you headed to Davos?" <laughs> all of them, literally. Are you headed? And I'm like, no, I wasn't invited. Totally Stop asking invited. me. I am not. I, I am be. not going to Davos, but okay. everybody asks you the same thing. All right. Next thing, uh, I think we, we should we talk about the Covington High School, or we've had enough of that. You missed that here. And uh, the is the is the dress black and blue or white and gold? Well, thing. you got into trouble. You I got did. into a I little bit of a trouble. Twitter war, and it's you define a person by their enemies. So I yeah. think you're doing pretty well here. Tell well, us about. Well, you know your, what I did is I was yeah. fur- when I saw that video, I was furious, and I obviously was manipulated, but. I, I tweeted something. I shouldn't. I made a comparison to Nazis that I shouldn't have made, and I shouldn't have done it. And I should have watched all the videos before I said something. That said, a lot of the emerging videos show n- not everyone. Nobody's an angel here in this situation. Right. I just don't know if I should have said something about misbehaving boys on a trip to Washington, even if they were wearing those awful hats. And that maybe is not my business, and I shouldn't have used that comparison. Um, it's still, it's still, you know, it's it's really again is what it's become though. Even after I apologize, like I put it up, people are mad, and then I apologize, and they won't take that. You know, and I was trying to be reasonable and say, here's what happened, and and the, the, everything is so polarized right now. Now I'm getting lectures from right wing people, which is by the way, and I keep going. It's not. I, I don't need your self righteousness. I I'm apologizing because I shouldn't have. You know, I've. It's you can't even apologize anymore. And I wasn't doing a blank. And then when I apologized, people on the left were like, "You shouldn't apologize. Look how bad these kids were in these videos." And they were. Mm-hmm. Some of the things these kids said were gross. And I'm like, I, I, I don't, you cannot win with anybody, and that's really the problem. And you can't have like a cogent thing, which is saying, look, there were these terrible people yelling at these kids who were also sort of out of control because where were the chaperones? And some of the kids said mm-hmm. terrible things. And then this this man came in the middle of it and trying to settle it, this this uh, Native American man. And, you know, he looks bad, but she wasn't. You know, it just – you cannot have a cogent conversation about just a situation that went askew where everybody's on just uh, – I don't know. Everybody's on a, a on a on a trigger that is really very light, and and then Tucker Carlson of Fox News attacked me, which now makes me a hero to everyone on the left. Consider Kara Swisher, for example. She's an opinion columnist of the New York Times. Swisher went to Princeton Day School and then Georgetown, and then got a graduate degree at Columbia. She has become rich and famous in the meantime by toadying for billionaire tech CEOs. She's their handmaiden. Nobody considers her very talented, and she's somehow highly influential in our society. Is she more privileged than the boys of Covington Catholic in Kentucky? Of course she is. 
Maybe that's why she feels the needs to call them Nazis, which she did repeatedly. Um, so Congrats the, on that. The, the world's richest Fox News broadcaster is telling me I'm an elite. You know, he went to the fanciest schools. and So then I dared him to come on the podcast uh, on Twitter. Then I went right back to my, my ways and attacking the people that should be attacked, like Tucker Carlson, who was, an ex, you know, who called— who said this country is dirtier because of immigrants. Um, I've been on with Tucker. Yeah, I've whatever. been on his show. Okay, yeah. you go right ahead. Uh, I'm Fox-friendly. I'm Fox-friendly. Uh, you know what? It could have been worse. You called them Nazis, but you could have accused them of being straight white males. Uh, <laughs> well, they were lying. There wasn't the, I, You know what? I should have watched the whole thing. I may have come to the exact same conclusion, by the way, but I should mm. have taken time and, and, and done that. Know. And I was, you know, I was with my kids, and I just was like, I can't believe these kids are doing this in this world, and I don't want my kids to think this is okay. Yeah, but so there's a larger there's a larger thing here. I, yeah. I think this is this stuff's interesting, but not for the the reasons people or mm -hmm. everyone's talking about. One, we're in this gotcha culture yeah. where people are. I mean, they're kids. You know, I, I just I'm so thankful these technologies were not around when I was in high school. Yeah, that would be bad. Because look, okay, they they're stupid and they're kids. Th th those are synonyms, and they should be given some generosity and some leeway. I think. People who tweet should be given some leeway, call them out. But everybody is in such a hurry to be given something that can be indignant about and angry about and go after people. And they're not really speaking to you. Anyone who came after you wasn't trying to say to you, hey, I, I don't appreciate it. I think you should do it this way. They're, mm -hmm. they're speaking to the audience and right. they're trying to score virtue points. Yeah, you're and it's right. like virtue one big, points. That's exactly right. I was like, I don't welcome your self-righteous judgment. I didn't, I'm just apologizing. I don't need your way in. It was interesting on both on all sides. It was really interesting. It was I hate to use the term on all sides, but you're right. It's virtual it's virtue signaling 100% and and it's uh it, it was interesting. I, I did something wrong and I said so and I but I'm not also not going to like go the other direction. You know what I mean? Like I'm also it doesn't come with an extra package of other things. And so that that's what was interesting. You know, I I think I've been pretty good on the on Twitter about controlling myself in this case. I got upset. I was with my kids. I shouldn't have done it the way I did. Again, it could have turned out exactly the same if I had spent hours watching the videos. But I may, I may have been like, I may have been more grounded in terms of what I did. Anyway, it, it was an interesting experience, and then you know, culminating in uh, in uh, Tucker Carlson. I call him Tucky, by the way. Um, by the way, I, I think the more interesting thing is as. As you stare at your navel and, mm -hmm. and, and be worried about it. The good news, Kara, when you really fuck up, is that everyone's so self-absorbed, they go back to right. thinking about themselves. Right. So you just shouldn't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it at all. But Twitter here, Twitter's a big yeah. loser because it took this incredible investigative journalism, i.e. looking at the picture on the account that began promoting this whole yes. tribal mess yeah, to figure out this was a fake account. It was promoted like crazy. Right. It was from an account that was tweeting 140 times a day. Mm -hmm. And Twitter has, has, despite, quote unquote, their, their efforts to implement big data and how seriously Jack Dorsey claims his need and his notion and desire to create a more positive dialogue, that Twitter isn't doing a damn Well, everybody thing. was manipulated. Everyone was manipulated, and they don't know that they were. I know I was manipulated, and but I, it, it's my own fault at the same time. But yes, you're right, 100%. This was, you know, there was a great CNN story on this. It's just we are being pulled apart by manipulative forces that we then give into, and it's a really, it's an interesting question of what we do. Um, and and there there are consequences to that, and uh, we should all accept the consequences of what we do. But at the same time, it's it, it's um, it's difficult. It's a very yeah. You're right that that, that this it, maybe this medium can't ever be anything but that. 
Um, but again, look, I th- again, as I said, Ocasio used it really well this week, again, once again, yeah. to make to make some points about algorithms, which I think were interesting to talk about, to make some points about how she was portrayed in the media, which I think she made some fair criticisms in a fair way. So it can mm-hmm. be used well. It, it absolutely can be used well. It just is mostly it's not being used well, including But I do, think, I do think there's solutions, and I want to propose yeah. All three. Right. I think G- I, identity— Give them, and going to an ad break after that. Yes, identity? Identity is key. Identity. The, the, the problem here is that the people promoting this were, were not who they said they were. We don't know who they are, but they're not who they say they are. And, mm-hmm. and these organizations don't want to engage in actual identity because it would reduce their traffic and their numbers to pitch to advertisers. Two, we just have to be a little bit more generous with each other and not say shit on Twitter that we wouldn't say to people's faces. Well, that's a and problem. Three, I'd say a lot of things to people's faces, but go ahead. Well, that's go. fine then. Then, yeah. then go at it. Uh, but And then finally, we need these organizations to be um, – we need to repeal the content – what's it called? The Content Decency Act? or the uh, And make them liable when, mm-hmm. they, when they create – when they wreak this sort of havoc and it causes people economic harm, they should be subject to the same legal liability as any other media company. Boom! Boom, Kara. Problem solved. Scott, I am so glad you've come up with the solution to all of Twitter. It's going to be so welcome in the days ahead and the, the elections ahead. Done. When we get, when we get back, we're going to take a Problem short break. Problem solved, Kara. Thank Problem you. solved. All right. When we get back, we're going to take a short break. When we get back, we'll be dog walking some people on wins and fails. And that is a Cardi B reference. Back to our show. We're here with Scott. Scott's in London. I'm in D.C. Um, Scott, wins and yeah. loses. I th- was just referencing Cardi B. She told Tommy Laren, who I've been on a show with, who was just insufferable, that she will dog walk her. Which <laughs> I, I don't was, even know what that means. I'm so but, old. Uh, you know, my dogs walk me, but that's another issue. But my dog's pulled. Oh, dog like that. But it was very fun. Cardi B's been really interesting on on media, on social media, especially with her the shutdown stuff. I think she's I think she's flawlessly using it um, in a way that's really fun and interesting. And you know she's you know there's a beef going as my son calls it. You know it's a beef, but it's a good she handled it well. Dog walk, I like that. I'm gonna dog walk her. Yeah, I have no idea what that reference means. Anytime I watch Cardi B. Anytime I see Cardi B or I listen to her, I feel so old, like I'm gonna slip and break a hip. I just don't. <laughs> I just literally, it's one of those cultural references. I'm like, oh my God, I feel ancient. Yeah. I saw her Coachella though. Did you? I love Cardi B. I love all these ladies. I love all, every one of them, Beyonce on down. You know what I mean? I just think they're great. They're just like, I love all of them. Nicki Minaj. I think they're, it's interesting because they do speak up now. You know, they often fight with each other. There was a fight between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, I think, my son told me. But I do like that they do speak up in ways and it does have an impact on people and people pay attention. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. What's your win or fail of the week? So I thought the CNN uh, discovery around uh, who was the identity or not the identity yes. showed that old media – I mean, keep in mind this whole Facebook nonsense with Cambridge Analytica. It was a mm-hmm. newspaper that broke the story, which yep. uh, when they called – of course, when they called Facebook and said it appears that data has been harvested, Facebook and immediately turned around with Campbell Brown and Cheryl Samrigan said, if you publish a story, we're suing you. Right. But old media, I think it was a good a good week for old media. Although going back to the Twitter thing, I think the whole thing could have been solved if Kendall Jenner had been there with a Pepsi. I think that she could have solved the whole thing, Kara. And by the way, I bought a case of Pepsi just whenever my wife and I get into an argument, I roll up to her with sad Kendall eyes and I give her a Pepsi. And she is so fed up with that. It was funny the first time. 
But I got 23 more Pepsis. I got a case of this shit. All right. So that is awesome domestic humor. Okay. That is a win. What is a fail? A fail. Let me think. Oh, um, I think that it's already baked. I think the best actress at the Oscars, it's not even a contest. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Glenn Close because she boiled a rabbit. I think that the Academy. The lady from Roma, I think, is going to win the lead. Okay. But again, have you seen that? Yes. I loved it. Was it great? It was lovely. I think the Oscars have become, again, giant, basically giant virtue signaling. I well, don't think the, the, the best the, stuff wins. The ratings are down like crazy, right? It's a great well, movie. Yeah, it's not a virtue thing. That's a great movie. Have you seen it? It's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. I'm sorry. Could you it be any more it. awesome it's, than it's Black Panther? It's on Netflix. Panther. You can watch it now. They moved. They just put it in the they, – they got a – Netflix got this best picture – Oscar nomination, which they'd never yeah, done, um, but they uh, but they put it right on the streaming platform. Right, you can now watch it on Netflix. If Rami Malek doesn't win Best Actor, I'm going on strike. Oh my god! I am going on strike. Okay. By the way, Netflix just bringing this back to technology. This is a pretty big deal because yeah. you're going to see you're going to see Amazon, you know, get the Super Bowl. The guys with the deepest pockets are slowly but surely you know, taking over media and even mm-hmm. in kind of the artistic corners. Well, so definitely Netflix. I'm not, we'll see what Apple and, and Amazon has sort of less so than Netflix, and then we'll see what Apple does, you know. I don't think Google's It's a matter of time. Matter Amazon of time. is now the second largest spender on scripted television, which yeah. means they're going to start winning everything and cleaning it up. Yeah. They're eventually going to get – it really is a matter of resources. It takes some time because there's – the, you know, down in Los Angeles, there's just something different in the water there, and they they figured out incredible cultures of these companies, but eventually they'll yeah. buy that. They hired an NBC person, though, right? To, Is that to, right? To replace the sexual harassing person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I we'll did see. not know that. Yes, same woman, a woman who uh, is a really well-regarded executive in NBC. I think an NBC executive. In any case, it was really great that they got that, and I think you'll you'll just see more and more. That, I'll, I'll be interested to see what Apple does, what, if Apple's really— I just don't see them making things, but they've hired some people, really excellent people. We'll see if they can muscle their way in here in a certain way. I don't. Tim Cook doesn't look like he'd be super comfortable, you know, hanging with his gang, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I I have one fail, obviously, Rudy Giuliani, which yeah. is I can't tell if it's a win for him or a fail. I I can't tell if this like I've decided to call it like uh, collusion confusion is what he's that's exactly stating. right collusion. He's like what he's doing is like well yeah he did the, uh, maybe he didn't do, uh, maybe and then by the end we're gonna be like what and then he's gonna be like yeah, ah it was exactly a red right. light so he ran it big deal and you're like whoa red light what like like I just feel like he's either the most brilliant person on the planet or else he's really, truly lost his mind, and both might be true at the same time. That's my You're opinion. 100% right. The thing right? that it dawned on me watching it, I thought, this guy's literally lost it. He's crazy. And I thought, oh, wait, maybe he's crazy like a fox because what the Russians have mastered, and this guy, you all know, uh, Naval Harris, mm-hmm. the writer, author of Sapiens, whose name I just mang- mangled, yes. is that censorship is no longer about holding information or withholding information. It's about overwhelming people with so much information that they get totally That's confused. what I do. That's what I try to do with my 400 That's what you podcasts do. a week. <laughs> Here I am again. Just confuse the shit out of everybody so you can say you, you, said, you said that before. Uh, no, but uh, look what I, he's I done. I wrote that. Content, narr- controlling the content, constant content. Yes, it's true. But it's one of your favorite terms, muddying the waters. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's yeah. fatiguing us. He's saying, well, maybe they colluded. Maybe they didn't. Or maybe it was worse. Maybe, And by the time you get done listening to the guy, you're like, I'm just sick of hearing about it. And it's it. also, it'll feel longer. like old news. It'll be like, didn't he admit yeah. to this? Didn't he admit didn't that he? already? Like, literally, it's going to be like, oh, and then it's going to be, oh, he just, he ran a red light. Like, so what? So, so what? He talked to the Russians, and you're like, I think I care about that. Like, I think I did. Yeah. 
before this. Yeah, that whole thing. treason thing should should yeah, kind of be a red like, flag, I think right? Treason's bad. Like that's where that's yeah. where they're getting. And he does like his full court press on cable and elsewhere is and online, and then it's backed by Trump using Twitter. It's just really, I I, I think oh my god, they're geniuses. And then I'm like, no, they just know how to. They just they're, it's just completely demented. There's a new book out about the White House by someone who was very close to Trump, which paints a, a shockingly chaotic picture. Uh, which I think we're all surprised by. It's, it's no not a buttoned-up, well-run organization. No, with apparently and dignity. there's a lot of cursing. There's a lot of cursing. Yeah. In it. It's literally like the show. Like they've they've lived in reality television for so long, they live their life in reality television, and so it's a it's a it's a real it's a real um, it's a real mess there. It's just I just I just have this feeling that it's going to get worse. So back to Netflix. Have you yeah. seen either of the documentaries on the Fire Festival? Yes, I have. What did you think of? Him? I like the one, the second. I like. I, I know they paid him to talk. Unfortunately, they made they disclose it and everything. But I like the second one because it talked about the broader issue of people being manipulated on social media. So of course I would like that one. But the first, they're both good. They're both great. One was on Hulu. One was on Netflix. Uh, it was a lot of stuff for one stupid thing. But I thought it's a great classic tale that has been since the beginning of time. And I lo- I thought it was great. And I I felt. Bad for these sort of millennials or whoever they were. I don't know if they're Gen and Z or whatever. I felt bad yeah. for them. And at the same time, I'm like, ugh, you dumbass. Like, you know what I mean? That's how I felt. They, like, I felt bad they were manipulated and taken advantage of, especially some of them who didn't have a lot of money. At the same time, I was like, you need to get a life where this doesn't happen to you kind of thing. So that's how I felt. You're 100% right. Anyone who decides to spend $5,000 to go to the Bahamas and see Blink-182 should be screened from the gene pool. <laughs> That's just Darwin. That's just that's just the hand of evolutionary progress saying, okay, these people should be I broken, like should die alone. Them. I recommend them highly. I yeah. recommend them highly. The other one I'm going to watch this weekend is The Valley of the Boom, which has Bradley, uh, whatever, the guy from West Wing. It's all about the beginnings of internet-y kind of thing. So I'll see if I like it because I was there, and I will give a report on it next week. They just got sent it to me. It's coming this weekend or just was this weekend. All right, Predictions. Predictions. Scott. I think the government shutdown's over by the time you and I speak again. Next week, really? How? Yeah. Give me the how, because nobody at my fancy Washington party last night could think of it, and there were a lot of fancies there. I, I, my sense is that shit's about to get real, that we're on the verge of either a, you know, a, a, a disaster or a national security breach that will be directly reverse engineered to the shutdown. And I think both sides are at the point where they realize that both parties are incurring substantial risk. Mm-hmm. And I, I think something's going to break here. At least I'm hopeful because it just it's so bad for our brand, the U.S. brand. Mm-hmm. It's worse for the president, but it's bad for the Democrats too. So I think we might see something resembling so what? A, what? Give me a what? What are they going to do? Some sort of, of deal where both sides claim victory. It'll be it'll be it'll be the president. I want to say blinking first or squinting first. He'll claim that he got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. But this he's is gone out getting on kind to of point. a limb there, don't you think? He's gone out on a five billion dollar limb. We'll see, but this is there's reports that the FBI's had to seize investigations around terror. Oh yeah, um, right. Anything yeah. bad happens in the next the yeah. next time something really bad happens on a national security level, people are going to immediately assign the shutdown to it, and that yep. is going to be bad for both parties. Yep, yep. I think also the TSA thing, the, the most immediate thing that affects people. I mean, people. Lines, I, yeah. I'm very worried about fruits and vegetables and everything. Everything the government does is is important. There's a lot of important things the government does. And I think the TSA thing is going to affect people more because you wait at lines and then the airlines are going to be mad, then businesses are going to be mad. And it's sort of 
sucks. It like, like launches us right into a recession, really, in a lot of ways. And people feel. Yeah. I had a long discussion about my son today, and we were sort of iterating it out of where it goes. We have very intelligent drive to school discussions, but that was what we talked about: is how do you stop the iterations from stop? You know, how do you solve the problem? But it seems like both sides are just like on Twitter this week. Dug yeah. in, like literally nobody could be reasonable. Like I, my attempt to be reasonable was seen by everybody as well no a lot of people were really nice about it but it, it was really interesting like i was reasonable really reasonable but that's a, so that's my worry is that it's impossible to be reasonable. another prediction we talked right. last week i said that 2018 or excuse me 19 was going to be a rough year for we work yeah i think it's also going to be a rough year for tesla and i know you love elon musk i do not what, why do you think that? oh my god love you so hang with him. elon i think he's an interesting entrepreneur. why wouldn't i talk elon. to him because i'm a handmaid into tech my interview with him was not easy, but go ahead, right? Go right ahead, uh, Tucker, Tucker's friend, so, friend of yeah, Tucker. but it's not, but it's not weighing F-O-T on your mind. Fought. Uh, yeah, you're clearly over it. Anyway, so <laughs> I think Tesla. So, so any industry, the key to building a big business or a really valuable business is going after an industry that's ripe for disruption. That's mm-hmm. pricing has gone up way faster than any underlying innovation relative to inflation. And the auto industry is actually a pretty well-run industry. And I think Tesla's, I think Tesla, so the question is, will Tesla change the world or will they go out of business? And I think the answer is yes, but I think we're about to start the latter part of that. I think Tesla Mm. is about to have a very difficult year because if you look at, and this is sample size of one, but I have a Tesla and I've been trying to sell it. And Mm -hmm. I find it's getting easier and easier to imagine a Tesla-free garage because Mercedes and Audi are coming out with competitive vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just much better at making cars. While not as visionary, I think Tesla's about to get thwacked by the invisible thwacked. hand of competition. I, I think their issues are around servicing. I've heard a lot of complaints by people who own them that they can't get them serviced. They have a harder really? time. I think the next steps are hard. They are definitely executionally hard. That said, and again, I'm not a handmade tech, but these companies would not have done those things without Elon doing what he was doing. So... Oh, no Thank doubt. you for that. You know what I mean? They wouldn't have moved in these directions so aggressively. They would have changed dragged. the world, 100%. So that's Local, so yeah. that is that's not that's no small thing. Now the question is can he it's still the best of the cars also from what I understand. I don't drive one, but I from people who do it, I think most people think he, he makes the best car and there's something to that. Like the quality of what he's making is really high. Um, and so they have to keep up with that, and that would be it. Would if they do that, it's all good for the world, right? He's yeah, sort of agreed. accomplished his his goals in a lot of ways. I, I'm hoping to do another interview with him soon. I want to do it inside the tunnel, inside. The, oh the oh the yeah. the boring company. You yeah. mean the tunnel where they they move cars? But yeah, you don't. It makes inside. no sense. You you would never own a Tesla that you don't fit the cohort. You know who owns Teslas? Who? It's a hundred percent midlife crisis men because this oh. is what a Tesla says. A Tesla says, oh, I'm groovy and I'm rich. Have sex with me. What? That's exactly what a Tesla says. It says, <laughs> I care about, no, hold on, seriously. Uh, right. If you drive a Tesla on the East Coast, you're probably getting your electricity from a coal-fired plant, which means you're probably putting more emissions into the air than if you drive oh, a combustion right. car. But if you're a 55-year-old guy in the midst of a raging midlife crisis and you want to signal to the world, I'm not only groovy and hug trees, but I'm also rich, have sex with me, you buy a Tesla. I see. All right. Thank Tesla you is literally a midlife crisis <laughs> horrible. on but, steroids. All right. Listen to me. I am doing a column. I'm getting rid of my car completely. I'm not going to have a car again in, in my DC, life. In D.C., you can get dead. around with a car? I will You can be. get around without a car? Dead. I don't have a car here. I borrow my exes to use it. Sometimes I'm going to use. I'm, go, I'm not going to not drive a car, but I'm not going to own a car anymore. 
I'm selling my car in San Francisco. You're going all Uber? I'm going all Uber, all like those, you know, quick rental cars. What are they called? Fast car, whatever. I'm doing all okay, so if you do non-ownership. This, it, we I'm should auction. Let's do this. Let's auction your Fiesta off for charity, and I'm in for, for 2500 bucks. If it doesn't go for $2,500. bucks. <laughs> Fiesta. There's no, no auction auction. the Fiesta. No, no, I'm not. Oh, that's not a bad idea. For charity. Seriously. Who wants it, though? I mean, that's my whole yeah. point. I'm going to talk. Let me just tell you why, and then we'll finish up. Here's why. A hundred years ago, when I first got to the Wall Street Journal in the mid-1990s, I wrote a piece saying called Cutting the Cord. And I, it was all about that I'm never going to have a landline phone. And I, yep. hey, there's a picture of me with those giant sort of clown scissors with, with yep. wires wrapped around me. It was a little S&M. And it was me cutting the cord. And I wrote a story, and I will send it to you. It was about me. I said, someday you will not have a landline phone. You will not have a thing in your office. You will and not you won't do this. have a car. You will all be in mobile. I will never buy another car again ever. I'll be dead. That is my. That is what I'm writing about. I will be dead. I will never. I have bought cars. I am done with buying cars. So that is my story. That's going to be my column. And so you're fairly bearish on the auto industry as a whole. I mean, everyone I has been no, saying that. No, because there will be fleets of cars. There will be right. – no, because I'm not going to not drive in a car. How silly. I'm going to get an Uber. I'm going to – I will rent a car when I need it. But I will not own a car. I will not have insurance for a car. I will not have a, 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 a AA. I will not have tire problems. I will not buy gas. These are all the things I'm not going to do. And that's that's what I'm writing about. Thank you very much. I just Same love to roll up. I love to roll up to my kids' school in my overpriced car oh and honk at people and say, hey, oh, the big dog's here. Oh, He's a professor, but he has a nice car. He's so interesting. Yeah. Have you ever considered therapy? It's an interesting option for you. A uh, car is really important to your identity. Not Seriously. Mine. Not Kara Swisher's. I'm done. I'm done with the automobile. Uh, You've had it? You just it. had I it. it. I love scooters. I love sc- I'll ride scooters. I'm not going to oh not. Oh my use. god, you're on scooters. I, uh, we're not going. That's ridiculous. We got to go. We have just a few minutes. You're on Listen. a scooter. Yes, I love scooters. Elon Which Musk brand made of scooter? Fun of me and my scooters. Which brand of scooter do you? Drive I, whatever or ride? scooters lying on the sidewalk, I just grab it. I don't care. I don't have any. I don't own one. Oh I'm not going to own god. them. I rent them. They're all over my hipster neighborhood in D.C. and my hipster neighborhood in San Francisco. I get on the scooters. I ride them. I have my little helmet. It's very nice. I like my little world. You got to send a picture out of that. I will. You can't take a picture on a scooter. That is like a mistake. But I will send you a scooter picture. I will put it up. I will put it up. But I love scooters. Anyway, Scott, I will talk to you back. I'll be still be here in D.C. um, And you will be in Miami. So we'll be talking next week. There's going to be a lot to talk about. The FTC uh, fine for Facebook will probably be out by then. A whole bunch of things. So I look forward to talking about it. I think you should bring us back together. I think you should go scooting with Tucker Carlson. <laughs> he lives He lives in D.C. You know, where I tape for CNBC is the same yeah. building that I should go up to Fox and go, hey, boy, hey, guy, hey, girl. Hey, Tucker. Hey, girl. That's what I'd say. Hey, Kara, Kara. He's got such <laughs> a run. high voice. Kara, what are you? He's like, oh, Kira, my God. It's people <laughs> like you. He always says that. Kara, people like you. Oh, I can't do God. that. Can't my mother it, wrote, it, right? wrote a letter to him. She was mad. She's a Fox News fan, and she's not watching Tucker Carlson anymore. She wrote a very indignant letter to him. Uh, Thanks, mom. And she was like, you know, everything he said was untrue. I said it might catch a clue about Fox. Oh, we're back. Mom. You're, but you're clearly over this. Listen to you. No, I'm just like get I over it. No, I don't. Like literally, you're lying get over about it. Me. Look, you can say I'm a crazy left wing San Francisco liberal lesbian, but you cannot say I'm untalented. I'm sorry, that is not allowed. That's no, that's happening. unfair. That's not. That's happening. unfair. Seriously, right, find stop. find a find a mannequin, put a bow tie on it, stick it in the trunk of your Fiesta, and drive it off a bridge. I am gonna find Tucker Carlson. Give a big. Kara Swisher hug. All right. Okay, Scott, we'll talk next week in the same time zone. 
Rebecca Sananes produces the show. Nishad Kurwa is Vox Media's executive producer of audio. Thanks also to Eric Johnson. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. We'll be back next week for more of a breakdown on all things tech and business. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. <laughs>